0: Why don't the Phoenixes fly? <laughs> Is this a joke? Yeah, they're always walking Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even hold the laughing to get the wow. word out. <laughs> and with that, it's like the most status stat
1: joke ever. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Five's a Crowd. I am Chris, and I'm surrounded by my friends <laughs> Laughing Cam.
0: Austin, everybody's
1: laughing. Austin, Tony, and Zach. Hola. Hey. Hello. <laughs> that was
0: a great <laughs> joke.
1: It was, and I couldn't fully appreciate it. I appreciate it now. Anyways, today, our topic, we're going to do one that's kind of a little bit psycho... S- Psycho-thriller? Psycho-thriller, psycho... Psycho-social.
0: Psycho... psycho-, mind psycho- psycho-analysis. psycho mind- psychoanalysis. That's, that's a good, good one. one. <laughs> I only got
1: to the first part of the word, and I couldn't think of the rest of it. But anyway, we're going to be talking about the Stanford Prison
2: Experiment. Ooh.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Have you guys heard of it?
2: What is the Stanford Prison Experiment? Tonight, no. Prison.
3: I
0: said prism. Prison. So you've never heard of it? No. Zach, Tony.
3: It sounds
4: like a test that occurs when you enter into... Stanford
0: University. <laughs> <Could you laughs> I mean, they could carry it on to this day, and we just don't know about. Really? it. Wait, it is it.
4: it for real about that university? Yes, yes, yes they did that's
0: it. it was carried out Stanford
4: university. Yeah. university. Yes. Oh, exactly. that was a joke, but that's for real.
0: In the basement. This is fraternity. This thing. is something that has is, is gone down through the years as an example of like human behavior. Like yeah. it's been referenced many times. It's been used in court
1: for mm-hmm. judgment. Nope, it's didn't. been, yeah, but I, there's still a lot of controversy with it. Exactly. I love
4: that. I'm so shocked that Stanford <laughs> university, it like happened there. And I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> You're like, tell me more. This is, I'm like, this was, was, oh my gosh,
2: they did what? It was yeah. the early seventies. This is totally yeah. a Harvard thing. <laughs> <the early 70s? laughs> this happens. Yeah. <laughs> so it
1: was, what it was is that the U.S. Navy was actually curious about what, how, how prison was on the psyche of people, right? And so they gave a grant to um, a professor, and his name was Philip Zimbardo. Yeah, that's him, <laughs> Philip
3: Zimbardo. I thought you were about to say Zimbabwe.
2: So it was about nope. prison <laughs> specifically. They didn't just <clears throat> pick prison for the idea. It well, it is about prison because they wanted to
1: see how being cooped up with people who, who were supposedly lesser than the people managing and running over, like running them like the guards and all that. Yeah. They wanted to see the dynamic
0: between like inmate and guard, but at the same time they were really trying to dig in and see if you put good people in a bad place, do those people triumph or does that place corrupt them? Like morality is morality. <clears throat> something that's, in you already,
1: or is Inherent. it something that's right. from your environment? Inherent. Gotcha. Right? Yeah,
2: I, I thought it was more of like a predator versus prey, and they just picked prison as the perfect experiment. We already did in that podcast. I mean,
1: so. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. We
0: already, already just, We already yeah. know <laughs> the predator would win. Couldn't they have just looked at politics? I mean, to a degree, yeah. I mean, mean, it was from all of it, though. That's what they're trying to do. They were just trying to get down to the bare tax, like. Okay, I was going to say, because I feel like politics is the
3: same way. You got good people, and boy, howdy, do they turn bad real quick. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy, boy, Boy, howdy. howdy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I felt like I'm back home.
4: So, (laughs) (laughs) on the range. So, were these tests ran with college students, like entrants? Volunteers. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, no, not actual college students that went to Stanford. Oh, no. was it not? They put, they put a flyer in the in the newspaper mm-hmm. s- saying Just we want volunteers. 100% volunteer. We're going to pay you
3: $15 a day
0: mm-hmm. for two, a day? up to two weeks. Didn't it not well, back so
3: in the 70s, so that's it, like 50 bucks a day now. It was about 90 bucks a day. 90 oh, bucks a day. Okay.
0: Um, so, yeah, to set the scene, it's 1971. This Dr. Philip Zimbardo works at Stanford Psychology. He gets this grant from the Navy. Throws in that ad in the paper. They convert the basement of the Stanford psychology section into a makeshift prison. Yep. And they get 24 volunteers. And out of those 24, 12 were prisoners, 12 were um, officers. Well, I thought, it, wasn't you know, sorry, they, I thought they got Guards.
2: like 70 70- Something volunteers, applicants, but, then applicants, applicants. but then after going through. They, and Yeah, they yeah. only
0: picked 24, but they okay. flipped a coin to see which side they so, were on.
2: Oh, okay. That's where it gets a little <sighs> muddy because they
1: say that, okay, we flip a coin to see who's going to be a guard, who's going to be a prisoner. Mm-hmm. They do a psychoanalysis on people and they, uh, or is it, can you say that? Is it psychoanalysis? Is that yeah. still? Yeah, a psychoanalysis on them to make sure that they're not like some, psychopath or some well, I think that's how they whittled down from the 70 to the
0: 24. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Made sure that they've never done any drugs. That's one of the things, too. If they've done any drugs, they, they rooted them out. And then they went from there and they found 24. And they flipped a coin to see who was going to be guards and who was going to be the prisoners or inmates.
0: Hmm. Um, but then to kick it off, they actually... they. They pretend arrested the inmates with yeah, real I saw policemen. That. Yes, that so was a real policeman crazy. actually went, found them, arrested them, took them to the actual. Uh, it was a Palo well, Alto. Blindfloated. Blind floated. Well, blindfolded. Blind <laughs> <floated laughs>
3: blind the <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> well that's after they booked him. So they took him to the Palo Alto. I just found my tongue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> blindfolded them. They took him to the Palo Alto police department, booked them like normal fingerprinted, everything, and then they blindfolded him and stuck him in a room that's right. until they transported him to yep. the fake prison at Stanford.
2: Yep, that they built in a psychology lab or something. In right? the basement. It was in, in the, the basement of a, one of
1: the buildings on Stanford.
2: Yeah. So
4: was this like a student-ran experiment with the professor? Like, was this, no, this a was class all running an experiment? No, no. just so, the
1: professor.
0: Yeah, it's the professor. He had, had some assistant. people with him, yeah. yeah. But okay. he essentially, he was running as a researcher, but also as... Acted the as the warden of this prison. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So he, you know, and then
1: they got the experiment go, going underway. They drew coins. These people were supposed to be the guards, the 12, 20, and then the other 12 were inmates. And they put them in cells that were big enough for three people a piece. And then they were actually instructed by him to uh, to, that, to keep the peace no matter at any means necessary besides
0: violence, like physical violence. Yeah. So as a guard, you you basically had the leeway to do whatever you needed to do to keep law and order, essentially. Up, up to
2: actually beating them. Up like, to physically mm-hmm. assaulting like, yeah. them. Out. Yeah.
0: And even to start, from the very get-go, they forced them to strip down naked. They sprayed them down with hoses, and then they forced them to wear these like nightgown-like dress things with Smok. no underwear yeah and they call
2: that a small and
0: they made them put nylon socks on their head as hats
1: yeah hmm.
0: and then they stripped them of their identity so they they were not allowed to call themselves by each other's names they all had numbers on their shirts and that's all they could refer to themselves as or be called yeah was their number
4: now Prisoner. could they opt out like a day
3: in they're like you know what? Ah, uh, this experiment's not for me. I'm going to so, punch out. I thought I did read somewhere that they did have a few of them. Like, after the first day, they were like, "Nope, I'm done. They
1: didn't I'm really leaving. opt out, but they were diagn. They were, like, sent to somebody who said that they were mentally unfit
0: to keep... Yeah, yeah. I, was I was reading going about on. A they of they them. weren't allowed to opt out. The uh, The idea was that this was going to go on for two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks to see what would happen, how this would pan out. And they weren't given the uh, technically the ability to opt out. But if they if Zimbardo and you know, his colleagues thought that this could cause mental damage, then they would let them go. And the first person to leave actually didn't leave until 36 hours in. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he had, he had a, he had a mental break. He's screaming, he's crying at first. They thought he was totally faking it. Um, but then they, you know, to be cautious, they finally pulled him out and actually let him go. And he said, Later that he was faking it, but then he ended up being in a documentary with Zimbardo again. And that time he said he wasn't faking it. Yeah. Huh. So, th- hmm. you know, nobody truly know. Like, was he trying to save face? What was he doing? He did yeah. say that he like he lost himself and his identity in just 36 hours. So completely broke him. I mean, they got, he was
1: talking to psychologists and if he faked the psychologist out, he's a really good actor, right? You know, they, they're like, no, this guy's not mentally capable of proceeding. So they sent him another guy. So the second guy, what was his name? Who, who was, it was right after him got sent out and he didn't want to leave because he says he didn't want the other inmates, um, yeah, I thinking saw, bad about him. It was prisoner 819. 819. They he said he didn't want the other inmates thinking bad at him, and and he kept referring himself to an in, as an inmate. And wouldn't they like, they had to finally
2: like, kind of mentally slap him and say, "This is an experiment." Remember, this is an experiment. Well, well I, I saw that. So I saw that after they took him out, put him in a separate building to kind of recuperate. Well, in the meantime, the guards had the other prisoners shouting. Um, They were shouting that uh, Prisoner 819 is a bad prisoner because of what Prisoner 819 did. My cell is a mess, Mr. Correctional Officer. Yeah, they just sat there chanting outside his room. And then they realized that he could hear them from where he was at, so they went to check on him, and he was just hysterical. Yeah.
0: Yep, exactly. And to kind of go into this, so the first 24 hours wasn't super eventful. No. It was pretty standard other than, like, how they introduced him into the prison. Um, but by day two, everything just went chaotic. The inmates were barricading themselves in their revolting. rooms with their cots. They were revolting. They they were pulling, you know, taking their sock hats off and, and the guards got to the point of pulling out a fire extinguisher and trying to like basically shoot it at them to get them to get away from the door. And then once they got in, they, they forced the, the, the like ringleaders of the re- rebellion into solitary. Like they yep. forced them into solitary. They made the rest of them. Uh, they took their cots away, made them sleep on the floor. And
2: po- they
1: stripped them down too, didn't they? Yep. Put, mm-hmm. put buckets in the room. So they had to use buckets yep. to go to the restroom. Well,
0: they forced them to wash the toilets with their bare hands. And yeah. then they took the ability away from them to use the toilets and forced them to poop in buckets. <laughs> and then they left. They couldn't dump the buckets. So basically, it turned into a giant sewer. Like there's just buckets of feces everywhere.
1: And they said it was part of their punishment that they had to smell that by leaving the buckets in there with the
2: raw sewage in them.
0: They wouldn't let them eat. They wouldn't let them brush their teeth even.
4: Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. said that the that the good prisoners, the ones who weren't actually like a part of the revolution, they gave them. Uh, the opportunity to Like they gave them their beds back Their clothes um, Let them have a good meal and they purposely had them Eat in front of the other prisoners Hoping that it would Like help the other Prisoners start to obey again Yeah, But
0: Yep and they They just yeah they just did all pretty, Messed up stuff like the you saw that the guards were essentially taking the power and, and running with it. Yeah. Like, there was one in particular, Um, they called him, his nickname was John Wayne.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't remember his real name, though.
1: I don't remember either.
0: A but prisoner or a guard? He was guard. Okay. And he had, he wore aviators, he had like... Oh, like you can the- find videos of it. you can find videos of this experiment like, Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. There's actual video of it still.
2: Speaking of the aviators, I saw that they gave all the guards special glasses so that they oh, couldn't yeah. make eye contact. That's
0: correct. Well, it was also to hide their faces, to give yeah. them anonymity. Oh yeah. yeah. Because uh, again, they were trying to see in this experiment, okay, like if we take away who you are, remove your name and we stick a number on you, and then we have the guards here and we take away who they are, so you don't know them how's that going to affect how they act?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Are they going to take that power and they, are they going to use it? Or are they going to abuse it? You know, because you look at today's society, anyone hidden behind a computer oh, can say sure. the most vile stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as you get in front of them, they'll, they won't even open their mouths. His name was Dave Eshelman, by the way, Dave Eshelman. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. He, and he actually said that he like took it, to the as far as he could, yeah. He basically was taking it as far as he could to see when someone would stop him, <laughs> and no one ever did. Well, that was that yeah. was actually another yeah. thing was- I
2: heard is um, so like they were punishing them. Another punishment was making them do push-ups, and then they would stand on them while they did push-ups, or make other prisoners sit on them while yep. doing the push And push-ups, they would do so. that
0: after they woke them up in the middle of the night. So they'd wake them up with blaring music and then make them work out. Yeah.
4: So why, why would they punish them in that like late at night just from not listening during the they,
0: day? Yeah. Because of the Well, because of the little rebellion, it, you yeah, know, they, they were trying to assert power and their dominance. dominance. They yeah. called
2: it like a, a, a count or something, right? Like they at, or the very first night they woke him up at 2 a.m. Blowing whistles and stuff to do like a head count or something like that. Yeah. And also just to show that authority. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah. And he would he would devise his own little experiments that he would try. He yeah. he even had like two of them pretend to be Frankenstein and Frankenstein's wife. Or what, what's the female Frankenstein?
2: That's it. Bride, that of it? Bride, of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein.
0: Thank you. So he would make them pretend to be Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein <clears> and like embrace each other like Frankenstein's <laughs> would while saying I love you. He like forced them to do this. He even took it as far as as basically forcing them to. I can't remember the exact words he used. like enact. Sexual things, the hibbity dibbity. Yes, but it didn't the way I heard it, it didn't like fully like. it it was very general. Like he made them like reenact sexual things, but it doesn't say like how far it went. You know what I mean? Stuff.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: And the whole time he, like he was trying to see if, if anyone would say anything. And in his mind, he was trying to expose the abuses of actual guards and inmates in like the prison system. Mm -hmm. His words, his words. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's what, that's one thing I was reading too was, um, So after that rebellion, it was saying that once they kind of got the prisoners back under control, um, they did start to, uh, obey in a sense. Like they had them down to where they were full on listening to the guards, and it was like
0: broke them. Yeah, broke them. Yeah,
2: that's the perfect way of putting it. Yep. How
4: long did this go on for?
0: Six days.
4: That's all it took was that's
0: six days. Took. Six they days. Hold the plug after six and days. And it was Zimbardo's his girlfriend, girlfriend the at time. the time. Yeah. yeah. She came Later in. Later his life. She did. They did, yes, they did get married. Yes, they did get married. Yeah. So she came in visiting and saw what was going on. And that well, night. she was actually asked to come in and conduct
3: interviews. Yeah. Oh, that's right. With the team or yeah. with the members, with the prison guards and the cellmates yeah. the and everybody. And then she, out of all the colleagues, she was the first one to mention to him, like, this is unethical. Like you are oh, doing something can't bad. Do they These had
0: can't. a big argument that night. Yeah. Like they just had a huge argument about the whole thing. And by the end of the night, Zimbardo was like, You're right, we'll pull the plug.
4: Tomorrow. Really? Mm-hmm. So I wonder what would have happened had they like at the week mark flipped roles. Uh-huh. Oh. oh. Now they're like, hey, inmates, guess what? Then you get For retaliation.
2: Real? See, I yeah. I feel like though. At that point, I feel like it wouldn't be fair because now it would be revenge. Yeah. The The psychology, I think, would be gone at that point because now, I mean, think of an actual prison system. If you were to suddenly say, "Okay, prisoners, now you get to be the guards and the guards get to be the prisoners. I mean, granted, I know that's a terrible example because they're actual criminals, but... I In this case, these prisoners really felt like prisoners. If you were to suddenly give them that authority, I don't know. I that could have, have been a totally
4: different test, though. Like yeah. We already mm-hmm. ran yeah. the initial test. especially now, too. Like, like, see what I guess if
2: you think of it, they're already broken. And to now give them that authority, would they even take it? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know?
1: I don't know. Well, Zimbardo, too, came out and said that he actually started— he he was playing the role of the warden, and he yeah. actually he in his mind to be the researcher. Yeah, he ceased to be a researcher and started actually being the warden. He <laughs> said
3: it even. I read something I heard said it played so many mind games with him that the one that they let go, um, they had had rumors that he was actually going to return back with a bunch of people. And try to get them all out, basically do a big prison escape type thing. Oh, oh yeah. I saw and that. And he actually, him and the guards, picked up the prison, dismantled it, moved it to another floor oh. of Stanford, assembled it back up there. He went down in the basement and waited there for this guy to show up. Realized the guy never was going to show up. He was going to be like, him oh, yeah, experiment's over. Sorry, go home. dude. see I, really, I, I would be gone. Yeah. Long gone. Well, the so, guy never showed up, yeah. and so then they dismantled the prison again and put it back in the basement. So, see, so, I had
2: heard that they were, they had, so before, well, yeah, so I heard that they were going to have a uh, uh, possible escape, and so they brought in actual police for, from that city to help guard things. Oh, wow. But before that, um, they had a Parents' Day They had um, Where was it saying It said um, The guards held a visiting hour For parents and friends They were worried When the parents saw the state of the jail They might insist On taking their sons home So the guards washed the prisoners Had them clean and polish their cells Fed them a big meal And played music on the intercom So almost to like like, look, nothing's going on here. Could this looks good. Mask at all? Yeah. A giant yeah. facade.
1: Yeah.
4: Now, what did they give? Like an age range on the people in this experiment? Like, were they? Was it there? No age, like
0: no range. I it was I like
1: eighteen to twenty four. I thought it was eighteen to 24. I feel
0: like that. That seems right. It, I, obviously, I they it were was all like over eighteen. College sure. age. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah.
4: Well, but if they were volunteers, they could have been up to sixty-five. You know what I mean? yeah,
0: yeah, but I think I they from the videos, I don't remember seeing anything as far as like age numbers, but from the videos I saw, they were all in their like early twenties. Yeah. Like late teens, early twenties. All young people.
1: That's wild.
0: It only took six days to six days to that. And it just it, it went off the rails. It was so unethical, way off the rails. But uh and and I mean it's it's kind of back and forth back and forth on what was actually like proven mm-hmm. here so like the ultimate conclusion according to, to zimbardo is it was showing how people will readily conform to social roles that they are expected to play so when you take away the responsibility you take away their identity they're hiding behind the glasses and anonymity like it it essentially gives them freedom to use that power however they want you know like they are they lose their sense of identity and their personal responsibility for the situation
1: and so they can essentially become evil because mm-hmm.
0: none of them again like in the very beginning when he chose all these people none of them showed any kind of sadistic behavior beforehand and so he wanted to prove that in the social norms and constructs of of your guard and they're an inmate like sadistic behavior will come out of it so in a way it's kind of a pessimistic study. Like it's almost trying to prove that in any situation where someone's got power over someone else, they're going to abuse it sadistically.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. I could definitely see this in a sense. um, And I know this is like a terrible example, but it kind of sort of goes along with this. When Mm -hmm. I worked at a haunted house, I remember like I'm, I'm friendly, but I wouldn't call myself like really outgoing. I do definitely get shy. But working at that haunted house, the moment I was in character and and everything, it it all went out the window and I was in that role. I played it with everything I had. And so That's I when could...
3: Tony turned into a chainsaw killer. <laughs> <laughs> they can't prove that. <laughs> but
0: they don't have enough evidence. But... <laughs>
2: Um, but no, really. And I mean, it, it, you think of even actors and actresses and stuff, how you have those like method actors where um, they take that role even off camera and everything. Yeah, I like mean, Jim
3: Carrey and Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he Yeah.
2: They get obsessed well, with the
3: character.
4: The prime example for me is Heath Ledger when yep. he played the Joker. Yeah,
0: the Joker yeah. It, yes. it ended up in his demise.
2: Yes. Yeah. So in this particular situation, I mean, you give someone the whole getup of being a guard, give them the sunglasses to hide. Like it's almost like putting on a mask, even though it's just sunglasses, you're putting on that mask, hiding your face, putting them in this authority position. I could definitely see how you could run with it, Mm -hmm. especially as like, again, thinking of it as an actor, when your co-star is acting just as well and you can feed off of each other. Now it's even easier to just stay in character and run with it. So Mm -hmm. in this case, you have other guards doing just the same. You've got your prisoners that are doing just the same. You could just run crazy. But he ended up putting the guards in the categories as
1: well. So there was the bad guards. There was the all right guards. And then he said the good guards. So really? there's good guards who were nice to him and will actually do favors for the inmates. Cause they felt bad for him. There's the ones that would make them do it, but they wouldn't take it to the extreme. Like you need to do this, but they wouldn't. and then you had those other guards, like the John Wayne character who mm-hmm. would just make you bend to his will to get what he wants to mm-hmm. get you to conform.
0: Well, and here's here. I'll read real quick. An excerpt from like Zimbardo afterwards. He interviewed some of the participants And he says that most of the participants said they had felt involved and committed. The research had felt real to them. One guard said, I was surprised at myself. I made them call each other names and clean out the toilets with their bare hands. I practically considered the prisoners cattle and I kept thinking I had to watch out for them in case they tried something. And another guard said acting authoritatively can be fun. Power can be a great pleasure. And another During the inspection, I went to cell two to mess up a bed which a prisoner had just made, and he grabbed me, screaming that he had just made it and that he was not going to let me mess it up. He grabbed me by the throat, and although he was laughing, I was pretty scared. I lashed out with my stick, and I hit him in the chin, although not very hard, and when I freed myself, I became angry. So they they full on were in in it, you know? and. And one thing though, one source of kind of controversy with the whole thing cuz this is what's crazy, almost like very shortly after there was a massive prison riot, like real life prison riot. Oh. Huge prison riot. And they and at that point Zimbardo's research actually kind of gained traction and fame because of that. Yeah. So they referenced what he did and that's where it really got out, like everything that happened. And like Chris said he he was brought in to kind of be a what do they call that? Like a, not a, is it a character witness or like a special yeah. witness a to basically yeah. talk yeah. about witness. the situation. Um, but some of the controversy or some of the things that opposing opinions point out is that he told the guards to act a certain way. Yeah. So when you set up an experiment there, there's something that they call demand characteristics. So basically, it means they're put in a situation where the results of an experiment are biased because of the experimenter's ex- ex- no, no. Expectations. expectancies. Yeah. I That's was a actually
4: going to ask that because if you're given certain parameters in an experiment, whether you're on either side, are you going to take to those roles faster then you would had it not been an experiment, exactly. Yeah,
0: so that's you, the argument.
4: Yeah, because you signed up for it, so you're like, okay, I need to be an officer. You want to be good. I need to act like an officer <laughs> would in this scenario. Yes. Well, and
0: that's you where have, controversy is on it. You have kind of the two. There's like three personalities. So there's there's one side where it's like. Um I I think I know what they're try- experimenting on. Like you think you know the purpose of the experiment and so you try to be that. Yeah. And then there's the other side where it's like I'm going to refute that. And I'm going to be the opposite of what I think they're trying to get. So I'm going to prove it wrong. Mm-hmm. But then you have the other person who's in the middle and is kind of just like I'm going to be the best at doing what you asked me to do. So that that's the argument is like are they acting this way because he said I want you guys to Preserve law and order. You have freedom. You have anonymity. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. So did that force upon them kind of to to act more sadistic? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It's pretty insane. Well, and it, it we watched uh, me and Chris watched this video. I don't, did you watch it too? I I wanted to. I meant yeah. to, but I no. So we watched a video where yeah. this guy essentially going off of that topic kind of set up his own experiment yeah but they took out some other factors so they removed the anonymity like everyone was had a name they they, they had names but he, they wouldn't let him see each other so they put them in the dark to put a yeah. puzzle together
1: so they were trying to do the same process take away anonymity anim- but they also did they wanted to take away uh the what is that the the demand characteristics. The demand characteristics. So they weren't
0: telling them any information. All they, all they were there to do was put a puzzle together. Yep. In so this
2: wasn't a prison thing. No, 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 no. No, no okay. but they,
0: rep, they, they kind of made
1: it in the same aspect where it could be, it could be recreated that that scenario would happen again. But they didn't say, okay, you're a prisoner, you're a guard, or anything like that. So that way, they're exactly. not playing a role. So still testing the same stuff to see if somebody takes
0: control. Well, because because what it was is they were put in the room. It was pitch black. They were told to put a puzzle together a puzzle the together. There's four contestants and each one of them had a buzzer underneath their area. Yeah. The buzzer goes from zero to 12. And there's another team. They told them there wasn't actually another team, but they told them there was another team of four people racing to put together the same puzzle in the dark also. Well, the buzzer would buzz in the other team's room to distract them. And they told them that zero to seven is safe for your ears. Anything above seven could hurt your, could potentially cause damage damage to their ears. Oh man! They wanted to see how high the people would turn up the buzzers
2: and how often they would use it. Mm -hmm. Oh, so they they basically said you have control over the other teams, exactly. So you can
0: use it to distract them. Well, then they would sit. The experimenters would sit in the room and watch them because they could see them. And they were the buzzers. So they were the other room. Yeah. So essentially they were the the people doing the puzzle would push their button. And it would just be like in their room. So they uh-huh. knew what was happening. But then they could buzz them like pretty loud. And they, you know, they went through the contestants and they made sure they were all like pretty morally good people. Yeah. And they start the experiment. And at first they're just going and they're putting the puzzle together. And nobody really cares about the buzzer. And so they buzz them and it's, it's a very obnoxious noise. Yeah. So the, the, what he's saying is the,
1: the people conducting the experiment buzzed first. They buzzed the contestants mm-hmm. or okay. the, the contestants, the, the experiment, lab rats, the lab rats, <laughs> lab rats <first>. <laughs> to see what would happen. And they retaliate, but that was it. And then, so they hit it once and, and stopped and continued. And it was on. only
0: like a two, wasn't
1: it? Three. It was yeah, yeah, three. Okay. A so three. super
0: low. Yeah. And then
1: they ended up waiting a little bit, and they're like, well, let's hit it again. So they hit the buzzer again. The the people conducting uh-huh. hit the buzzer again, and then they retaliated again, but just and then progressed back doing their puzzle, and and then they hit it again, and the guys they ended up getting to the point where they didn't want to retaliate because they were trying to get this puzzle yeah, done, and they, they just, just would ignore them. So oh.
0: so they buzzed them. How many? They buzzed them like forty, fifty times. Forty-eight times or something like and that. And then yeah. they retaliated like five times yeah, six, and never above like a five. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, they just didn't, they didn't have in a different situation, but kind of similar variables that that sadistic side didn't come out with these contestants. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, then they did it again.
1: They'd had another group. Yep. They did it with another group. And on the second one, the, the group actually did it first. Like I'm just going to hit the button real quick. And one person (laughs) hit the button just to see what would happen. And then they hit it right. They hit it, and then they retaliated again. Oh, we forgot to say this though. So during this experiment, they'd switch the role, and they say, "Okay, your job now is to try to bring in a role." They said, "Your job's now not to do the puzzle; it's just to distract oh, that's the right. other mm-hmm. the other team." And
0: they didn't do it. They didn't take the bait. Hmm. They just, yeah. So given On the first group, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's important because given the freedom of saying, "Hey, your only purpose is to." annoy them and make it difficult. They still didn't.
2: Interesting.
0: And like, they would never get buzzed. They like, so they wouldn't be buzzed in retaliation. They had freedom to buzz and they just wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it.
4: Was this, this was the minefield
0: minefield. That's what it is. Yeah. By
4: V sauce. Yeah. Okay. So this is a YouTube original. Yeah. uh, If you guys want to check it out,
1: it's a really good video. You should watch this video. It's a way good video. It's really good. It's minefield. And he does, the Stanford prison experiment and then he goes and does his own experiments. Very mm-hmm. interesting.
0: Well, and then the, in the second one, it was a little bit different in that there was this one girl yeah, who she would buzz the other team, but only in retaliation. Mm-hmm. Huh. So every time they buzzed, she would buzz immediately, immediately, but never ever <laughs> did she go above the seven. So they buzzed back like 38 times or something out yeah. of 74. But uh, I feel yeah, like that'd be too, me.
4: That'd be me too. I'd be right? i like, be like, you know what? Now you're getting two. <laughs> it's, just, yeah,
0: it's, just, it's all retaliation and stuff. But I mean, as seeing that experiment compared to the Stanford Prison Experiment, now in my mind, like it's it, it's such a toss-up. Yeah. Like, like you said, being put in that situation where you know you're basically influenced to act a certain way, you're you're going to do it. See,
2: I'm curious if they were like, let's say that experiment wasn't known today, but you were to do that experiment today with how, like, I feel like society today is a heck of a lot different than it was in the seventies. And I could be wrong. I don't know. I didn't grow up in the seventies, but I just feel like there is constant civil war going on in whatever category it may be that I'm curious if they were to do it today, if you would have similar results. When was that done? 71,
0: 1971. No, not
1: the Stanford that, that recreated. Oh, that had had to have been been like the last few years.
4: yeah. Yeah. It says it was posted two years ago.
1: See, my personal conclusion with it is if you're setting people into this experiment and you're giving them this criteria that this is what they need to do, they're, they're going to try to
2: do what you told them to do. So mm-hmm. I think it was a lead experiment. Yeah. The, the original one was. So that you're saying that that's the main difference between that and the puzzle one is the fact that they were given some kind of direction yes. in the prison.
0: Well, in a way they were giving it, given an out and that. I think that's, that's the dangerous takeaway from that experiment. Mm. And and he actually helps somebody get out of jail <laughs> with it.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's a story with that. <laughs> yeah. So, there was a ex military special forces group mm-hmm. team that went and robbed a bank. Well they weren't at the time they were still military, weren't they? They were, yeah. They were oh yeah, did I say ex they yeah. were still military, so there was like Green Berets and everything like that. And Rangers. They were Rangers. Rangers. Army Rangers. And their their they're the, superior the, leader, the superior set up this this bank heist and they a went legit and did the, one. Like a real bank heist. Oh, like this is an experiment. They yeah. went and and robbed a bank. Well, one of the guys got caught, or they all got caught. But um, they brought in what's his name again? Zim- Zimbrato. Zimbrato. They brought him in as a as a special witness or whatever. And he was, and he ended up getting out of getting a very small leniency and sentence for what he had done because of this. But then later on, he admitted to his brother that he knew because he, he played it off that he thought it was just another experiment or it was like team training and this and that, and that <laughs> it was forced into mm-hmm. it. And then later on, he's like, I knew it was a bank heist. Like, <laughs> and admitted yeah. to it. Oh, so it was man. his out. Yeah. This experiment became his out for getting. Because
0: so, he was saying, he's like, my superior came to me. He's my superior. I trusted him, so I just went along with it. Thought it was a training exercise. Mm-hmm. And then Zimbardo's like, well, yeah. We see that you know in the Stanford Prison Experiment that when you're put, and this is why it's dangerous, because it says when you're put in this situation, you're not necessarily responsible for your actions because you're influenced by the group, by this and that and and the other. And you know, to me, that's that's the opposite of what we should be teaching people because. That that's an out. Literally, this
1: guy got out of jail. No self accountability. He was only there
0: for like eight months, I think, and and then yeah, at the end of it, he's like, no, I I I figured it out, and then just did it. (laughs) He's like, Like, I knew. You might have thought it was fake, but you just you did it. You (laughs) robbed the bank.
1: Wow, it's interesting.
4: That's crazy, and I wonder how much of those studies have actually gone into today's prison cells because. Dude, you, yeah, like you look at other countries and how they handle inmates and like even their settings for a prison. And I, what is it like, uh, Switzerland or something where it's like they have
0: it's like super nice? Oh,
4: it's super nice, dude. They have access to therapy, they have access to libraries, and they it's have like TV. actual
0: rehabilitation, yeah Same. It's re
4: real, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's rehabilitation and not
0: prison. See, and mm. I that makes sense to me because I honestly have always wondered why the devil we put a freaking gym in every prison so that all those inmates can just get super buff and then come out, like, jacked. And if they're still pissed, <laughs> if they lost the fight last time, they're not going to lose right. it this time. Take and I the gym that was away the weirdest and thing. give them chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, just
2: make them all fat and
0: lazy. <laughs> Here's an Xbox and chocolate cake. There you go. (laughs) Go roll back to yourself. Go on. (laughs) Well, here's what's wild. Have you guys ever seen the show 60 Days In? Uh Uh-uh. That's basically like almost a modern-day prison experiment because they take regular people and they put them in prison as an inmate, and you're not allowed to tell any of the other inmates or guards that you are not an actual person in prison. So they see you as an inmate, Hmm. treat you as such, but... It's usually put on by like the warden and the sheriff of the county. And their job is to go in and find things. So like find a out how they're getting shopper. drugs into this. <laughs> yeah, find out how they're getting drugs into the cell, find out who the gang leaders are, find mm. out this, that and the other. And they're straight up like they're doing this Informant. this experiment essentially. <laughs> and they, they do have the risk of getting the crap beat out of them. Because, you know, how Cause nobody knows how many minutes is it going to take for the guards to get in there and actually stop it but when yeah. you get shivved? Like it is actually yeah. like super dangerous.
2: That's like, uh, have you ever seen the movie Escape Plan with Sylvester Stallone uh-huh. where he's hired to go into prisons and escape? Oh, yeah. And so then that way they know what corrections they need to make to make their prison inescapable.
4: Inescapable. In but,
2: a- uh, oh, go ahead.
4: Oh, mine's kind of long. So if you got something else, go ahead. I- <laughs>
2: I forgot. Oh, damn. (laughs) I was just going to say, the other day,
4: Jess and I sat down and we watched uh, Gridiron Gang, which is an older football film. I love that movie. Good movie. And of course you do. Of course you do. Why do you like it, Zach? Yeah, why do you? Because it
3: has a certain character named Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it. (laughs) Mm, Weird. I know. And
4: uh, it's all about this correctional facility for teens, and where a lot of them are gang members that get sent there, and have to go through these correctional centers, and it's based on a true story where these kids go through there and their turnaround rate is just ridiculous. It's and like they just go in and just to go back out, to go back to the way they exactly. were Exactly. Yeah. They, yeah. they leave the correction facility and they're pretty much like 80, 90% of the time they're right back where they were. Mm-hmm. So it just, or it's, dead. Yeah. Or dead. Mm-hmm. Or, and it's just going to show that like what we're currently doing isn't working. And so one of the wardens, I don't know what you'd call him. But the main character of the show uh, decides to put together a football team. And instead of, you know, putting them through these correctional facilities and doing all this basic stuff, we're going to piece together a team and become a unit and work together.
1: It's like a boot camp.
4: Yeah, exactly. Just football. And they go and they play all these other high school football teams. And Mm -hmm. it turns out like only 20% or 25% returned after
2: doing something on a team yeah well and it teaches them about loss even it's like not only teamwork but it's like listen you lost the game toughen up let's get better and we'll beat the next discipline Mm -hmm. teach them discipline exactly he even
3: taught some of them who wanted to be a part of the team but then felt like it was too hard because there was one of the kids who left and then he had to go back to his normal life, like how it was like, you're, you're in the lines, you're doing this with these guys, people are beating you up. He didn't have a family anymore. He didn't have a team looking after him. Mm -hmm. And he actually begged, begged to come back. Like, he was like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I want to come back. I realized having a family and a team is what I want.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And so so I think along these lines of the Stanford prison test, it just furthers how broken The prison system is. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, I mean,
4: but there's no real solution for it. See,
1: I have a hard time with it because I feel like if you do the time, if you do the crime, you do the time, in a sense. I mean, if you make a mistake or you hurt somebody else in the process, there has to be repercussions. There there has to be repercussions for that. Or the law doesn't even work. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, if you just go throw them in a cement cell and let them work out all day and don't have any purpose, don't give them any purpose to life or any way of... Brain's going to run, they're going to be even worse off. They're gonna, it's going to make them more hopeless. Or can, There's no, offer, exactly. no options. I feel sometimes... Like, no, real no, quick. Good. So sometimes some of these criminals get into a criminal life because they don't feel there's another option out there. Mm-hmm. There's no other option out there. So you put them in a cell... And put them in prison where, I mean, it's not good. You're always watching your back. You're always – they. there's still no other option for them. So they get out and they're completely lost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like some people who go in the military. That's their purpose and their call calling life, and they're in the military and they get out of the military to open up to just whatever. They have a hard time with something like that. But, I mean, that's the other end of the spectrum. But at the same time, crim- criminals, they, they break the law t- – for a living and do everything they can. And this is all they know to go to prison to come right back out. They have no option. They, I mean, you need to give them, they need to realize their
3: self-worth and how much seeing the other, what they can do. The other hard thing on that is we have such a broken system that we're not willing to allow. I mean, and I get it. I get that. There's a trust issue at that point, but yeah. we're not willing to let these guys who have a criminal record have a decent job anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like there are so many jobs out there that as soon as they see something on your criminal record, it's bam, you're unhirable. Well, Robbins always, it, it. <laughs> you Robbins always finds out. I just going to say it. What was Asking Robbins always finds
0: out. Well, yeah, I, it's funny that you
4: say that cause literally probably a week ago or something like that, I was listening to something and they were saying how, if you are caught and you get I can't think of the word. The blue dot in the house. You're, so, you're filed as a sexual predator, pred- yeah. offender. an offender, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sexual
3: offender. Like all a of the sudden bosses where he gets caught peeing on a playground at yeah. two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and that was, that was one of the Reg- jokes. Yeah. Registered yeah. sex
0: offender. Uh, but
4: like, yeah, if you're a registered sex offender, regardless of actually what actually happened, mm-hmm you have are an instantly harder time finding a job
0: you're mm-hmm. blacklisted it's like, extremely hard and i i was actually just talking to somebody about this the other day cuz we were talking about prison and and i i was thinking like you go to prison you should there should be some sort of schooling there like trade schooling
1: yeah like see, you
0: should be basically as part of your sentence you have to learn a trade
2: i was that's what i was going to say i feel like the trade school is a great idea that and like um required therapy sessions Mm -hmm. where they sit down with a professional psychologist and I don't know. I, I, I personally am a believer in psychology. Like I feel like sitting down with somebody talking about it, getting those thoughts out in the open, but a good one, somebody who really can hear these prisoners thoughts and feelings and really work through them. Mm. And then in the meantime, working out some kind of trade that when they get out, they can, they have
1: they a can place to work, work. Yeah. yeah well they get they get a sentence but they don't get a chance at redemption yes and I think everybody needs mm-hmm. a chance at redemption mm-hmm. well, no, I mean, no matter I, what
0: yeah I mean being,
1: I being not, a believer is going to say I mean, no matter depending. what depending. unless you're Ted Bundy well, that's yes. the hardest yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the hard thing though being that I believe in God I I 100 believe in repentance yeah mm-hmm. and in in his eyes if there's nothing I can do that I can't come back from. Why can't we help people come back from difficult areas?
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, sorry, I'm kind of jumping back because I just remembered what I was going to say before you, Austin. Um, I'm curious if in our prison systems today, just how in this experiment it affected the guards and they weren't actual guards after just six days. It makes you wonder if actual guards in prison systems almost have to be rotated out. Oh, I'm sure. Because I feel like if you have that authority for too long, you know how long until you take it too far. Yeah. Can I say something
1: real quick? So with that though, I feel that a prison guard isn't some kid who saw an ad in a mm-hmm. newspaper It's either. very true. Very true. And they're trained. They're trained. They yes. got the training. They, you know, they've they got a background check. They do psych evaluations. They do, they do all that. I think it's a little, I, would, I think it's a different situation. We'll say true. this
3: though. My cousin is actually a prison guard, whatever you want to call so him my father for, um, for so long. Um, so he's a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> no, he smuggles mules. <laughs> <He>, smuggles <laughs> yes. in ramen noodles. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I smiling. will tell you this for for being on that side of a prison guard, and and I don't know how it happened with this, but I have heard that that is mentally one of the toughest jobs draining. that you will do. So draining because you have to deal with there's some good people in there who made mistakes, who want to correct their things. But then you also have people in there who don't care. Yeah. And you have to listen to these, you know, for lack of better words, scumbags, talk about what they did and they'll take it out on you as you're walking past them or something like that. They'll tell you like, Oh yeah, I did this and this and this, what are you going to do about it? And you can't touch them. You can't do anything. it's, It's so physically draining mentally and everything that it's like, a lot of times you come home and you're just so worn out. It's a lot of self-discipline. So yeah. my
1: father-in-law is too. And he says that, you know, you can tell, well, he didn't say this. Let me correct it. He didn't say this, but you can tell when I hang out with him, he does have his head on a swivel. Like you get a, you get a sense of, I'm sure you'd have a permanent sense of paranoia because mm-hmm, when sure. you're going oh, to work, having yeah. have to watch your back all the time. And then coming back into society, mm-hmm you're always wondering what's going to happen Yeah, every two, time you, know. you
0: have to run into the yard for anything. Yeah. Like the thing any of I, them can get you at any time. The thing that I would hate and this is just because I I
2: like to think of myself as a nice person. I try and accept people for, you know, as a human being before actually getting to know them. Um I I would hate that I would instantly be everybody's enemy just because I have the uniform on. Yeah. Like they come up, they start bad mouthing me and everything. It's like, dude, you don't even know me. I'm actually a really nice guy. But hey, look, I baked you brownies. (laughs) Now, Now
0: that you say that, though, did you, there was a video that went viral like a couple weeks ago, and it was a guard was having a heart attack. And the inmates saw it happening, and they were yelling at him to open the gate. And he ended up opening their doors. They came down and helped him. Um, yeah, I actually oh, saw that nice. video. They, yes. like, I, I don't remember if they gave him CPR or what, but like they, 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 they helped him, life. and they like called everyone. If they hadn't done anything, he would have died. Yeah. Wow. And as an inmate, how easy is it to just let him die? Yeah. No kidding. You're like, I'm stuck in the cell. I don't well, care. Uh, Which A uh,
2: logical inmate in... You know they would have to. Irrational. If you think of it, if you think about it, it's like, oh, he's my enemy. I'm just going to let him die. But it's like you know, dang well that by tomorrow he's going to be replaced. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help anything at all. So well, there's good people who go to prison for stupid things that they no, should, and they I, they'd made stupid mistakes. Yeah, I'm not trying to downplay yeah. that. That is a, an awesome story. Yeah. I'm just more, well, and I
0: think, and at the end of the day, like looking at all this stuff, like I do think the experiment kind of does help show, like in situations where. You're you're stuck in that group. Think you're stuck. You have the anonymity. You definitely can be vile. It can be influenced and you can do some terrible stuff. But I'm also very much of the mindset of like positivity in that in the situation with the people in the dark room and the puzzle. Mm. I feel like I would always lean towards good before evil, even if given the chance. Yeah. Where it's just like do your worst or whatever, I'd still be like, mm, I don't I don't want to do bad. Are you
4: kidding yeah. me, man? You've been playing some RPGs. You don't want to like flex those bad muscles just a little bit?
0: I mean, uh, I do I do quite a few assassinations <laughs> here and there, but they deserve it. <laughs> he <They> shot first. <laughs> his his body was glowing red. He was clearly a bad guy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad when I hit the civilians. Oh, <laughs> he got in the way of my longsword. <laughs> so my radius is very large.
2: <laughs> you know that's. I mean, that's what they say about parenting. You try. You want to discipline your kids in a positive way instead mm-hmm. of instead of disciplining them in a for the negative things they do, reward them for the positive things they do, and then. It's having them focus on the positive instead of the negative. It's like, oh, instead of I'm going to get punished for doing bad things, I'm going to get rewarded for doing good things. Mm -hmm. There's a balance in all things with that. Yeah. And I feel like it, it also would go in the prison system. You so know. we're conducting yeah. our
0: own prison experiments, basically. <laughs> right? Yeah. There you go. Spring <laughs> him down with the hose. Full circle. <laughs> All right, son. You're in this for
2: 18 to life. Yeah. Hopefully not life for my sake. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, you're you're definitely not here for life. I'm kicking you out at 25.
1: Quick,
0: 25 is the limit. crest in my couch. Get out. <laughs> oh, I like you, but I like you more out <laughs> of this house. <laughs> So
2: we, this is way off topic, but I just gotta say, <laughs> oh, we no. were we were having this conversation with Brinley because we were saying we're like <laughs> we're like um, we're like yeah, Brin, you you become an adult when you're 18 and you can start making those adult decisions, and they're right. like, but if you're still living in our house. At eighteen years old, you still have to follow our rules. You're still a <laughs>
0: dependent. <laughs> you live on my
2: house, you live on my rules. Oh, I'm totally being that parent. Oh, heck yeah. You're <laughs> under my roof.
0: My rules. Then they become roommates, yeah. essentially. Yeah. You're yeah. like, Okay, you need to pull your end of this bargain here, bud. <laughs> right. Start putting stickers on their doors.
3: <laughs> yeah. Receipts. How did, how did that
1: itemized go? receipts?
0: Yeah. It was a, that was actually a really funny day when that happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, that's the funny thing is like me me and my dad are like are super close we're we're very similar we have very similar um hobbies and and likes and dislikes and stuff and so that's what's funny like because uh, i think i did i didn't leave my house till i was like 24 25 <laughs> and yeah and two, like, two year period that, where you're, you're that's true go. i had a grace period yeah and but at that time like we would butt heads and it's because we were both adults and you know i'm basically mooching off him i'm eating all his food and we, and you know all that stuff you developed your independence man. exactly so yeah. i understand his frustration like from his end and like we were buttonheads and we were arguing about stuff but as soon as i moved out we were like best friends <laughs> 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 oh yeah and now i'm like i'm the only one that can really like call him out when he's being a butthead that's the way it was with my dad. <laughs> like like if he's all grumpy and like mad at everyone else, I can just make fun of him and he'll like he'll like break down and start laughing, and I'm like, ha.
1: Gotcha. Got him. Gotcha.
0: And with that note,
3: well, I think real quick. Sorry, yeah. I had a question. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we answered this earlier. Um this experiment, the good guards, did it show any typical like you had these prison like these prisoners who treated the good guards just maybe as bad as the, the bad guards. Like for instance, nowadays, like with my dad being a police officer, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of backlash right now with police officers. Uh You've got the bad ones, which there are some out there that power just ultimately corrupts. Yeah. And you've got the good ones who are now fighting that battle Mm -hmm. where you have people out there. You see it on social media. You see it everywhere. I hate the cops. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they are. I hate the cops. Mm-hmm. I don't care. They don't bother to know who this person is behind the badge. They just see that they're wearing a badge and merely hate them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see that nowadays a lot. I, I see it a lot. And it scares me with my dad being a police officer, what he might have to go through because someone just doesn't look at him for who he is. They just look at him at the badge. Yeah. Did this happen during the experiment? Like, does it say anything like that? Did they say that these prisoners, because
0: they saw the guards, didn't matter who they were. I hate you. I think, honestly, the vibe I got from it was more so that the inmates were like scared of the guards.
3: No matter who they were, no matter if they were trying to help or. They stopped retaliating everything and just became
1: complacent because they were just scared.
0: Submissive and complacent because they were afraid. So I don't, I I mean, again, it was only six days. So I don't think, I think more than anything, they were just terrified of the guards, no matter what. Hmm. Cause it's also like, you think of like a a dog that's in the pound and had an abusive owner. Yeah, yeah. No matter who you are, you're just a person that, you know, treated them badly. So you go up to them. It's going to take a while for them to like warm up and open up to you and, and fully trust. So I think there was just no trust across the board. And they were afraid to get close to anyone. Like they were, they were literally like losing their minds.
4: Could you imagine volunteering for an experiment and then having life, ta- lifelong repercussions? Oh man! You're like waking up in cold sweats. Don't hit me with the shit. One eighty six.
1: One eighty six. You have to go to bed wearing pantyhose on your head. They took humanity away from them with the
3: numbers too. By the yeah. way, which oh, was yeah. is crazy. Well, and then it's amazing. I think I missed this one earlier. Did Zim, this Zimbabwe guy. Zimbardo. (laughs) Zimbardo. (laughs) (laughs) Did anything happen to him? Did he get repercussions for this? Because I read something, I read something on here that said he gave them full. And what's the word? Anonymity. Yes. Anonymity. anonymity To basically, to basically say, if you want out, you're out. We will release you. But then as soon as people start asking, I want out. They were like, no, you're, you're staying. Sorry. I'm sure. They like, had, did he, nothing happened to no, him? No yeah. recourse? No, 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 no there nothing? was no
0: kind of legal recourse at all. No, man, he's a special witness now. I mean, I he guess you probably like, had to sign away a waiver or something. Oh, for still, sure. Oh, yeah. Like, but he even got pulled into, so remember years ago around 9-11, I think it, I think this is what they were talking about. When we were, like, capturing Taliban and blindfolding them and putting earmuffs on him and all that stuff. There was all that controversy. He got called into that as well. Yeah. Oh, that's when they Jeez. would strip him and make him lay on top of each other naked and all yeah. Of
1: that. Yeah, just horrible.
0: And down at, wasn't it in Guantanamo Bay? Uh,
1: no, they would actually do that when they were out in the field.
2: They, oh, that's the, right. Yeah, they were out.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Crazy. So,
2: did it ever say the after effects of the guards and prisoners? There was an
0: interview with the guy, John Wayne the guy they uh, nicknamed John Wayne um and he from his interview seems normal like mm. he honestly he he walked away with it from it being an experiment he was trying to you know do his own personal experiments and and demonstrate the the issues with guard and you know inmate mentality and pushing uh Zimbardo to like stop him <laughs> yeah. basically so he but- but he it's kind of fine. weird.
1: I got a different impression from him when I watched really? the interview. Oh, way different! Like he seemed like he was so self, like centered, self centered, oh, and yeah, think yeah, of himself. Yeah, yeah. Thought it was like he'd like smile when he was saying, "I was just seeing how far." Because I was doing my own experiments while I was yeah. in there. Like he's oh, one of those. He seemed well, like
0: and there's yeah, the interview of him sadistic. with one of the. He, yeah. There's an interview of him with one of the guys that was the inmate, like right after the experiment, and same thing. Yeah, dudes, like. He's like, you hurt me, man. And he's like, how did I hurt you? He's like, it was an experiment. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's so easy for him to play it off. He yeah. was on the, the not yeah. beaten side.
2: Well, I that's could. like that one, the one prisoner we talked about where they put him in the other building because he was losing it and everything. Um, I was just seeing where Zimbardo went in and he said, listen, you are not prisoner 819. You are so and so. Um, this is a psychologist, or I'm Zimbardo. I'm a psychologist, not the prison superintendent. This is not a real prison. Blah blah. And he like goes off explaining it, yeah. and the guy just snaps out of it and says, "Okay, let's go." And so, like, I was curious if weird, it's like hypnotic. that's how it is. Like, as soon as the whole prison was done and they were out, if all of a sudden it was just like, Whoa, that was fun." Like and they come out of it like no big deal. Almost
4: like like they were under a trance, hypnosis,
2: yeah, Yeah, a form of hypnosis. Yeah, Yeah. to where they believe it, they see it, and
1: to fully, it becomes their reality. Tony knows all about that. (laughs) He does hypnosis. Yeah, yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But either way, at the end of the day, like it's it's an interesting view into the human psyche. I again still think that good is inherent and it will win. Like I don't think everyone's just inherently evil. So what was what was Zimbardo's overall
2: conclusion from this? Did it ever say
0: basically saying that if you're if you're in those situations, like in those societal norms, you will cave to them. It'll make bring out the bad. it bad you bring out mm. the bad in you, kind of yeah. thing. So mm-hmm.
4: wow, I wonder what the uh, chief executive officer of Stanford thought when all of this came For to real? light. He's like. They did what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the least of their worries. Uh, of okay. what goes oh, on. They were dealing with drugs and hippies at the time. As long as you didn't <laughs> conjure up Satan, we're good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for joining the crowd and. and going over this with us. It was fun to talk about. If you guys have any suggestions or any ideas of things, future topics you want us to talk about, we'd be more than happy to look them over and kind of, you know, see what we can do next. Think about it. Yes. Think of, we'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we will, maybe we don't. You don't don't run my we'll it over. <laughs> we'll Throw them down in the comments below. Throw them down. <laughs> um, We're on all, all platforms. Uh, and from us to you, have a good time and we'll see you later yeah
2: thanks
4: for being part of everybody
2: Ciao, ciao me